lights, camera, and slurp. Hello and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. My name is Steve. I play Matumbe on the show and just want to welcome you back uh, for episode seven. You can find us on Twitter, Snapchat, at Laughter Hideous. You can also find us on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook at the Hideous Laughter Pod. That's enough for the arbitrary plugs at the top. Thanks for coming back to the premier Carrying Crown Adventure Path um, on podcasting. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, someone's, someone's coming in the room. Uh, who is? Who, what? Hey, put some pants on. Oh, hello there. How are you, young man? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Uh, who? What? I, I'm, I'm recording the intro here. Hello, everybody. This is Horace, and I've heard that the Carrion Crown podcast has reached 200 followers on Twitter. Now they reached out to me via Raven in order to get me to give a shout out to one of our special listeners. We, I, I, I didn't do that. I, I didn't do that at all. You definitely did, Motumbe. Oh, oh dear. That, that raven was for another. Oh, I, I saw the nudies of Eclipse in there, so I'm pretty sure it was for me. Anyway, stay tuned next week where I will be shouting out one of our lucky listeners. But until then, enjoy episode 7, Birdemic. Get ready for shock and terror. Like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. We're back for episode seven. And uh, you know, I'm 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 still dying to know right now. I mean, what the fuck are you guys drinking? Like, what's going on over there? I, I see a lot I, of koozies. I, I don't I see can, what uh, people I, are. I drinking. can take this one. I can take this one. Okay. Slurp. Come on, man. <sighs> it's good to be back on the hams. Is it? Yes, it you, is. You didn't love that um, that Miami Vice? It was pretty tasty, but. You know, I like a, a little bit of a longer, slower burn, and I can really get that when I drag it out across three or four hands in a session. Oh, well, you know, that's nice to hear. I, you know, emphasis on here, I guess. Brooks, what about you? What are you drinking? Oh, uh, White Claw, as usual. Uh, this afternoon uh, was a little bit something different, but I uh, have uh, currently shifted to White Claw. Currently shifted. What, what, uh, what was in your What was in your arsenal this uh, oh. this afternoon? How about when did you start? <laughs> you know, go. you know, there's a lot of questions going around. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of allegations, a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of like real, uh, real like false, false accusations. Uh, yeah, fake news. Real fa- fake. More like news. fake brews, if you know what I'm saying. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. Well, anyways, I just got a quick word for Griffin. Just so you know that uh, railroading a campaign is just another a form of manifest destiny. 
Oh, okay. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. No problem. No problem. What the fuck? You did tell me I'm railroading you guys? No. Uh, just if, you know, Ickmer wants to do his own thing, no big deal. Just so you know. Manifest destiny. Yeah. Manifest destiny into a grave. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Haley? What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking vodka and crystal light. Delicious. Vodka and crystal light. <laughs> do you at least get a flavor on that? Um, mixed berry, I think. Mixed berry, okay. <laughs> Poison berry. What about you, Emily? I have a bit of a concoction tonight. It's vodka, Coke, and then some lime white claw to give it a little bit of a kick. That sounds awful. Emily, I, I don't think, Yikes. you know, when we started this podcast, I really didn't think I was going to say this about you. And especially, like, I know Brooks has housed, like, 10 beers today, but... You might be the most disgusting drinker in in this room. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds foul. It's actually pretty good. In what frame of reference? It's pretty good compared Can't to it, drinking uh, straight, straight vodka? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's better than straight vodka. Mm. All right. Debatable. As for me, it's per- I'm drinking a tasty, tasty Smirnoff seltzer. Which Brooks will tell me is not the best of the sauces, but I think not. I think it I think it tastes pretty good. So, no. Ooh, ooh that's a, that was a good one. That sounded good. Yeah, I know. I don't suck at it like you. Well, you know, you are <laughs> teacher. <sucking. laughs> teacher. Okay, guys. Um, well, guys, I'm not sure. Like, I'm pretty sure this is not where our podcast should lead. What the to straight into the slurping, alcoholism? Yeah, the slurp. No, we're gonna I get into a suck off over the here. Slurp. I think it's just the slurp, uh, the slurp off that oh, is the problem. Did I hear suck off? E, what do you think about that? Can we just start? Uh, start we can never start with that. <laughs> that is. So, so guys, you had uh, some bags in front of you. And, you know, if you open those up, y'all got a, um, a fresh new set of dice hanging out in there. I, uh, I, Went to the guys at uh, Roll With Advantage. I think they're out of Australia. They do some um, basically silicone mold casting, I believe, to get these resin dice. And I picked out a set that I think represents each character. So, uh, you know, maybe this might lead to some of you not rolling such garbage all the time. Yeah, I have been struggling on the three sets of die that I use for everything else that I tend to roll kind of decently on. But this podcast, I've really been sucking. A lot of natty ones. Yeah, tons of them. Like a, a statistically unlikely amount. That of sounds like ones. a personal problem, to be honest. Yeah, well. I think you might be like 50% under five. That's so far this podcast. I think that that sounds some, so one of the listeners, please do the math. Cause I think, I think we're, um, I think we're sitting on like a unlikely streak of bad luck, but um, I think these new dice might be it though. That might break my streak. We'll see. I, we'll you see. know, I put I a gypsy it. curse on them. So hopefully you guys um, roll real high. Mm. Absolutely. Well, shout out to uh roll advantage. Yeah. We are looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Absolutely beautiful. Mine are mesmerizing. They change colors as you move it. So cool. Emily, I saw you put that check into your wallet from uh from Roll Advantage. <laughs> God damn it. She she's taking the money on the side. So um where we left you guys off, you were around this fountain and you had talked to 
Oh, you decided open and out, Brooks. That's a that's a good call. <laughs> I mean, better now than uh, later. Sure, of course. So you were around this fountain. You were talking to this little girl, and she mentioned that she had a pet raven. And Haley has seen as Eclipse this this raven ghost. And I think at this point, most of the other characters kind of believe what she had been saying, even though none of them saw it in the flesh or in the lack thereof. So where I left everybody off was on Matumbe making a perception roll that was higher than the rest and seeing some things come out of the fountain. That happened. So what I want you guys to do is <laughs> roll for initiative. Does that mean I get to act in a surprise round? It might. But, uh, Griffin, I'm not sure what, um, were you looking for what we were thinking personally? Guys, I'm not shitting you. I am not shitting you. <laughs> what <laughs> is on the die right That's now? That's pretty First funny. roll. It's a funny Brand die. new die. What's on it? one? Natural one. Jeez, oh, it is. Right. Speaking of uh, natural ones, I got a total of 20, rolling an 18 on the die. Nice. With a one in the front, I guess. <laughs> I got 15. 10 for Lyra. 10 for Lyra. And uh, what's what's that total, Matumbe? Griffin, it's going to be a real race for you to kill off my character before I off myself. That's a five total. Good God. Steve, uh, what's your modifier, Lyra? Five. You just took such an angry sip so of you hams. And I are have a roll off. <laughs> it's a rage oh. hams. Hams. It's for the angry. I rolled another five. Ah, uh, well, fourteen on the die. So I think my uh, my enemies are probably going to go before you. Darn it. So this combat because Matumbe noticed what was going on, actually begins in the surprise round. And what happens before Matumbe can act, because he's kind of clumsy and and shitty all around, is that these four ravens materialize on the four corners of the fountain. So, So if you guys could place four tokens on the four corners of the fountain and prepare to enter combat. Perfect. So are you are you, are are you about to say that the birds are going to attack? No, the birds spend the surprise round materializing, so it is actually Matumbe's turn to act in the surprise round. Well, Matumbe is just really surprised to see birds appear where he did not expect to see birds. And I would probably qualify that as an actual birdemic. A birdemic. This is birdemic. (laughs) 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 All right. So Matumbe is going to, in a surprise round, um, you can only take a move or a standard action. And he's just going to move up right next to Lyra, which causes him to threaten the closest bird to him um, if the if you know the bird's not too high up in the air I'm assuming they're not if they came out of the fountain they're they're essentially 10 feet in the air you would still threaten okay sweet so yeah I'll be right next to Lyra and he's basically five feet away from Shaquille O'Neal yep so uh, 
with that, we enter regular initiative order, and it's Ikmer's turn. Tell me about 10 feet in the air and how that works. Essentially, it is a one diagonal square above you if you were to be next to it. So you can still hit it when you're right next to it. Awesome. Is what, you know, he's not too high for you to hit if you're adjacent to him. Okay. All right. So uh, looking at the map uh, in this uh, total three by three square where four birds are at each of the corner. Ikmer is going to uh, jump right in the middle of Lyra and Eclipse. Okay. And attack the bird on the right. Or okay. On, uh, on, I guess, to the west of him. Okay. Roll to attack. Twenty to hit. Twenty hits, and a total eight, uh, eight damage. Eight damage. You swat it out of the sky, and you actually kind of swing your spear in an arc, and the blade of it just chops the head off of this blood raven, and it Ooh. falls to the ground. Awesome. Okay. After Ikmer's turn, it is Eclipse. Uh, so, do I just know by looking at these, these are nothing like the Raven I saw? Um, you know that they're, you know that they're not the same Raven. But actually, make me a perception check. Alright, that is, uh, an 18. An 18. You hear in the distance a call, but it's not... It's not like the cause you just heard. It says, Hello! Oh, like the little girl's bird. Maybe. Yeah. So you hear that, and then you can do your turn. Okay, um... So I'm gonna use uh, energy ray on the one that is 15 feet in front of me. Okay. So this is a touch attack. Okay. Ooh, I got 17 on my die. Um, yeah, that hits. Okay, cool. That. And that is six damage, Max. Six damage. That one falls out of the sky as well. Yeah. Okay. With that, it's the Raven's turn. You guys had a little girl with you. And you can tell both of them turn their attention to her and fly over to her. So where is she in relation to us? She's behind the party. So they fly up into the air and come down on either side of her. Yikes. Does that not provoke if they fly up or... Down. They can fly over you. Okay. Like out of your reach. But I thought you said that I was threatening a bird. You were threatening one. You can take an attack of opportunity. All right. Well, I'm going to try and use this die okay. that you Go bought for, for me. And well, if Ikmer was, a, an was, uh, was threatening, I definitely wasn't it. threatening. 
All right, that's a 12 on the die. That brings it up to a 17. 17 hits. Sweet. All right, cool. That's good news. All right, uh, eight points of damage. And it drops. Boom. So one of these ravens attacks the little girl. With a natural one. <laughs> and misses her. Yay. Lyra, you're up. Oh, goodness. So, the raven isn't too far away from Lyra. So, she would take a five foot step towards the little girl. Okay. And the raven. And is the raven within striking distance of Lyra yep. then? Because okay. it's attacking the little girl, so it has to be low. Okay. Um, you know so, what? Uh, Lyra, what? Actually, uh, what melee weapon do you have? I have a morning star. Oh, okay. I was just curious. So I, I, did not I, can, I can actually attack. Don't Give worry. Shot. Uh, so Lyra is always is gonna tell the little girl as like a free action to um, watch out. Oh goodness! A seven. A seven does not hit. Ah. <laughs> uh. And it is Matumbe's turn. Okay. Um, so it looks like there is a free square that I can stand on, and I'm not like jumping into hedges or something next to the bird. So Matumbe is going to slide in between Ick and Lyra and swat at the bird in the air with his book. Big ironbound tome. That's a 12 on the die again. That brings it up to yep, a that hits. 17. All right. Let's roll for some damage. I knew that shit was going to happen. All right. Uh, five total. That's still a one up. on the die. The bird is still up. Oh, God. I guess you can probably guess what their HP is. <laughs> so. Five and a half. With that, Ikmer's turn again. Yeah. Uh,. So, if it wasn't clear before, uh, Ikmer did his best to jump in front of Lyra and Eclipse when the two birds were attacking before, and now he is going to do uh, do his best to uh, jump and uh, at least jump and attack the uh, the bird for protection wise from this little girl. Okay. So we'll oh, attack. I'll save you. Total 13. To does attack. not hit. Okay. Swat. Yeah, just uh, does his best to swing, but this is it. Clips. Your turn. All right. So, how much would one of these birds weigh? More or less than five pounds? More. All right, thanks. Uh, do I see. I'm, I'm going to guess there's some sticks or branches in the hedges. Yeah, I'm sure you can find something. A stone. Some right. change from the fountain. <laughs> All right, cool. So I'm going to make a range attack with, with like, a stick or some change, maybe, from the fountain. Various detritus. Ooh. <laughs> I rolled a three, so I do not hit. You want to guess that doesn't hit? No. Um, make me another perception check. All right, that's 14. You see the 
form of what you recognize as Aranel appear next to the little girl and he kind of flaps over to her and acts as a shield almost. He perches on her shoulders and attempts to block any blows coming her way. In case anyone forgot, because I just it just clicked to me, that was her peppered. Yes. Okay. Really? So with that, it's the bird's mm-hmm. turn, and bubbling up from the fountain, you see two more ravens. <sighs> the one next to the little girl attempts to attack her again. Does not hit with a three on the die. And the two birds spend their the two birds that materialize from the fountain spend their turn appearing. It is now Lyra's turn. Alright, since we've been having a little bit of trouble actually hitting the birds and more coming, Lyra is going to take a five foot step diagonally away from the birds. And she is going to start singing the same inspiring song about rising like the tides again to inspire courage in the whole group. Oh, you don't want to just reiterate that again for us? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Lyra's gone. It is now Matumbe's turn. Okay. Matumbe is currently threatening a bird that is threatening a child. So Matumbe is going to try and kill that bird. Take a swat at it. 12 on the die. That brings it up to... A 17. I rolled wow. three 12s in a row. Seems like this die can only roll 12s, which is better than 90% of your previous rolls. So you're welcome. I mean, it also rolled a natural one. All right. Um, that brings my damage there is nine points. Kills it. Boom. Drops to the ground. Like a dead bird. Like a dead bird. Much like a dead bird. Okay. Does it drop like a rock? Drops like the rock. Does it drop like it's okay. hot? Very hot. It's very hot. Yeah, that makes sense. Igmar, it's your turn. Uh, Griffin, can you tell me if I can ready an action uh, and take a move action at the same time? No. Okay. Because uh, right now, since Lyra, uh, since Lyra moved from directly in front of the child... To, I guess diagonally uh, in front of the child Ikmer um, as a character would love to uh, stand in front of the child to block anything and so I think that's what he's going to do now Ikmer can move up to her and as an aid another action can confer a bonus to her AC that is absolutely what he will do then so you need to make a roll beat a 10 you give a plus 2 to her AC Yeah, he's doing a pretty bad job of that. Yeah, to be he's, he, <laughs> he threw his shield in the bushes. Uh, I'll, I'll help you, little girl. Uh, let me just kind of put no, my stop, shield stop. over here. Stop, you're, you're pushing me. Okay, so Ikmer's gone. It's Eclipse's turn. Okay, uh, so there's one probably 10 feet in front of me in the, front, in the fountain. I think I'll... I'll uh, use another energy ray, actually. Okay. And 
another touch. So range touch. Natural twenty. Boom. Ooh. Is that the, the first one? All right, roll yeah. it. Yeah. Confirm. <laughs> oh, I uh, got a five on that. So that is seven. Does not confirm. Oh wait, eight. <laughs> Does not confirm. All right, just just checking. Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Matumbe, as an Inquisitor, has judicious force, which means that if you or an ally within 10 feet makes a critical threat with a melee or ranged attack, as an immediate action, you may add plus four to the confirmation roll. So would adding plus four to that cause it to crit? Eight plus four? Nope. Plus four. Oh, man. That Darn it. Against plus touch? Nope. And then another plus one. Because of oh, I, I got that. I got oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No critical, but do your damage. Uh, six. And you're kind of confused, but this raven doesn't go down. Oh no. And it is the raven's turn. And you know what everyone's been mentioning? Eclipse kind of looks like a little girl, doesn't she? He sure does. So both of the ravens are going to fly towards Eclipse. One five feet up, and the next five feet diagonally. And they're both going to attack at Eclipse. Does a... Well, I know a 15 on the die hits. Yeah. Does a 13 hit? No. 13 does not hit, so one of them hits you and does five damage. Real quick, I can't remember. Uh, swift actions, can those be done at any time, or is that no, just on your turn. Yeah. Damn it. Immediate, just whenever. I've made a grave mistake. Grave mistake, possibly. All it right. It is now Lyra's turn. Lyra is going to continue singing. Okay, so that is... Just for the record, four rounds for the day. Yes, I, don't I have know six how many total. Have. Okay, so she can keep singing. I don't think we're gonna have too many more battles after this tonight. Hopefully, I uh, just light. had like eight more lined well, up for the day. Oh. It's important. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, and then she is going to take a five foot step uh, close to the diagonal ra- uh, diagonal raven, uh, and then she is going to. Uh, attempt to hit it with her uh, sea urchin looking morning star again. Nice. Did a little better this time. Uh, 18. 18 hits. Woo! The undamaged raven, correct? The one that Eclipse did not energy yes. ray. 8 damage. 8 damage puts it down. Yes. Boom. Dropping like a dead bird. And it is Matumbe's turn. Okay, Matumbe is five feet away from a raven that is threatening a friend of his, so he's going to take a five-foot step closer to the raven and swatted it with the book. Eleven on the die. So that's a 16 to hit. Wait, plus one brings it to 17. Plus one from the song? Yep. My die adjusts itself to 17 total. Okay, hits. All right, I'm going to roll some damage. All right, that is eight points worth of damage. 
and it goes down. Like a dead bird. And we exit combat. Awesome. And you can notice that the fountain starts churning. And the, the slight bubbling seems to get more aggressive, as if to say, leave. Does you get it? the feeling that there's not exactly a limited supply of these ravens. Real quick, does it look kind of like it's boiling or? Almost. I mean, slightly less aggressive than a boil, but it doesn't look like it's just bubbling like it was before. Okay. So guys, before we before we take this little girl home, now that you're out of combat, I kind of want to know like what do you guys as as players, not as characters, like what the fuck do you think is going on here? You know, with anything, you you've had you know, your your character's good friend died starts to look like a murder. You're starting to hear about these cults. You're starting to find these disturbances in the town. A raven taps on Haley's window, and it's not real. There's blood on the monument to town. There's undead in the restlands, which are supposed to be blessed by Phrasma. There's goddamn ravens coming out of this fountain and there's a creepy little girl like like what do you guys think's going on you got stalkers in the night and that kind of thing um i'll start with emily but right quick is the raven on the little girl's shoulder still because like yeah oh, okay thank you i just needed to know that as eclipse okay we can continue with regular things down so emily what do you as a player think is going on do you have any like interesting theories Oh, I'm still kind of in the dark. Um, I think Entrellis might be good and wanting to potentially protect the children. And he, uh, obviously this uh, raven that she had was good, but the others aren't. So he might not have been able to tell the difference. He was trying to protect her. That's why he was always staring, making sure it uh, wasn't doing anything nefarious. Like it didn't attack her. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, as far as I don't know how the raven necessarily ties into the whispering way and the um, blood on the statue, but I definitely think that there's something going on in the Harrowstone with the fire and Professor Lorimore dying and none of the bodies being able to be recovered. I feel like the whispering way might be covering tracks of something that's going on there. Sure. Uh, Haley, what about and you? And oh, okay. Oh wait. Oh, I mean, if you want to go broke, oh, jump right I just in. wanted to. I just wanted to piggyback on that and say that I think that Entrellis is personally. I think that Entrellis is a good character and is uh, possibly on the lookout for children. I guess um, in that sense, we saw the children uh, these ghost looking children in the alleyway and this ghost looking child that we are currently with he um, is protecting children or more uh, children and because Eclipse looks 
like a child. He is doing his best to look out for the children that are being, uh, I guess, entranced by those these ravens that are pulling them into the fountain and possibly like drowning them or attacking them or whatever it might be drown thing yeah and so overall i think that he is a good a good character as ikmer definitely i don't think that he would figure that out but that is that is my personal theory but i uh agree with uh agree with emily and that there's investigating a lot of investigating to be done with sure. the sure. you guys, you guys haven't even stressed that, yeah. the surface of the Harrison no, yet. We have not, and I think that I can't even make a an assumption on now. that piece. Yeah, not yet. What about you, Haley? So I guess my my thought that keeps running through my head is because I know the body was like mutilated. Did was anyone able to without any like semblance of a doubt confirm that that really was Lorimore? Is Lorimore really dead? That keeps running through my head oh. again and again. I did cool not theory. even think that. Just yeah, because if the body good. was mutilated enough, were they able to truly confirm? Yeah, we well, know for a fact they couldn't do speak with dead. Well, we know that the face was fucked up. It could just be a different old man in his clothes or something. Right, especially because Lorimore knew he was getting into some deep shit with the Whispering Way. Mm-hmm. So did he also, could he have faked his death? Could yeah, like this keeps running through my head. Is he really gone? Professor Lorimore is the whispering tyrant. Boom. Bam. Tarbathon, <laughs> a.k.a. Professor Lorimore. All right. Well, I think uh, Griffin, go ahead and give us uh, the entirety of uh, the, the actual campaign. The actual. I think we solved well, let's it. Hear what, let's, we solved let, it. Yeah, I'd like to voice my thinks. opinions here. Um, I don't know. You guys You guys have put, in, put together some interesting cases here. I don't know what to believe yet, and I don't really want to get too tied to a theory myself because it could go in any direction, and we really are just scratching the surface. Um, is Horus the uh, Whispering Tyrant? I don't know. We'll find out. Mm. <laughs> Who knows, Mutumbe? It's always this weird hmm and yum noise that you yum. make together, and it's just, oh. Uh, it's great to see you again, Eclipse. Thank you for speaking with me. Oh, I made such a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> if, you listen, if you go back and listen to episode two, I was very clear. I don't think you should talk to this man. You're going to open something that you didn't want to start. You opened Tarbaffon's box. Oh, God. So... So yeah, I just I really wanted to hear what you guys were thinking thus far. Obviously, we're not that far in, but uh, just curious to see what what my players' theories are. See how close or far away you are from the truth. So with that, I think you guys have convinced the little girl to let you walk her home, and she's helpful. In- but she was uh, very adamant on coming back. Yeah, and I believe Lyra made another check that. You know, yes, she's still adamant about coming back, but she agreed to like tell her parents. And and the okay. raven is on her shoulder. The raven is currently on her shoulder. And Matumbe is going to try and touch the raven. Okay, Matumbe tries to touch the raven. Okay, and his hand passes through it. Ooh, dear. what? Um, Ik, uh, because well, Ikmer is actually standing right next to her. Uh, Ikmer would like to, I guess. 
pat this girl on the shoulder uh, just to like make sure I guess uh, in a I guess you know what I'll do a stealth check to make sure she's, she's real actually what? there sure no one's touched stealth? her yet that doesn't feel like well not necessarily stealth uh, does I mean, perception perception well, you know, I mean, I'd you better. pat her on the shoulder. Yeah, you can make a perception check. I don't. Yeah. Uh, oh, guys, uh, got a total five. You it's... still don't feel like your hand passed through her. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <sighs> and, but you can, okay. you can feel that she's shivering. She's scared. She just got attacked. But she's a little girl. Have you ever seen your raven before after death? No, no. This, this is Arendelle, though. And she kind of looks she's towards the bird. Eclipse. I apologize. I did not want to escort this girl home. I thought there was no, there was no substance here. But it appears there's something at play. You seem to be rather familiar with ghosts. What do you know of these? Well, uh, it, lo- it looks a lot like the bird that came in my window. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to guess it's the same one. I think this one seems like a friendly ghost. So I think ghosts are generally not, not that bad. I think they got a bad rap. This one, this one seems pretty good. Um, uh, little, little... Little, little girl, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, do you happen to know anything about uh, a trellis? No, not not really. I I know he's he he's the man that kind of watches people. He he sneaks around town and watches people, and he's not he's not always in town. He's just there when you when you don't expect him to be. All right, no need for diplomacy. No, I mean, well, you okay. can roll one, but but it, it, she, but it wouldn't she's help. more than willing to give you information at this okay. point. She's but it wouldn't help. To you. Okay, that's just not a good thing for a little girl to say. Yeah, this man just walks around town and watches people. Well, but also, we should probably leave this fountain. Hey, it's not yeah. it's not twenty eighteen yeah. in in Pathfinder. Lyrics no, it's like, not. That doesn't make any any better. But anyways. So we are leaving. Yeah. Lyra's going to kind of go up behind the little girl and just put her arm around her shoulder to try to reassure her that she's okay for right now and kind of steer her away from the fountain okay. towards her house. Okay. So, so she points you, me. she actually points you in the direction of, honestly, it looks like it's the way you were heading initially, it looks like it's it's kind of down the street that the Loramore estate is on. Okay. While we're walking, um, E's going to try and talk to the bird a little, if it will respond. Does it stay with her? It stays on her shoulder as she walks, and she seems perfectly comfortable with this ethereal bird on her shoulder. Oh, yeah, it's her pet. Do you right. have, uh, does anyone have Talk With Undead? Speak no. with dead. Speak, uh, speak with dead. I don't know what level of spell that Does is. Does anyone have speak with animals? Probably not. No, no druids, huh? You know, uh, you know, and handle animal check. 
might have might help i don't have that god damn it no i just have a lot could of I, shadowy stuff could I roll so it? are you gonna un- you- uncheck uh Un- I don't. I don't, think, I don't think you untrained. can. If it's not showing up in in Hero Lab for me, and I didn't put any points into it, that does that means yeah, it's a it's untrained. a trained skill. Yeah. But he's gonna try and just say like, "Uh, hello, Raven. Can you speak? Speak. Do you just say the last thing that someone said to you?" Hello. Nope. Guess not. So no one told told the bird drowned. It just is screaming drowned. Bird, have you ever heard the teachings of Phrasma? Oh my god. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nobody wants to be preached at. So you, we'll see about that. So you guys take this little girl home and eclipse Ikmer and Lyra. You notice as she kind of turns to the house that is hers, it's the house directly on the opposite side of the neighbor two doors down from Professor Lorimore's house that you saw Antrellis sneaking around. Oh, no. The night prior. Oh, Eclipse has so many problems with this. Wait, so the old lady... The old lady lives there. is her next door neighbor. Is her next door? Okay, she's on the other side of the old lady's house, away from Laura Moore's house. He's just gonna make sure everyone knows. So, guys, she's right by where Antrellis was, like where he was watching me. I, I, it's just right there. I think we need to talk with her parents. They need to know that that there's a grown man kind of stalking their house okay so do you guys knock on the door Lear would go up and knock on the door okay and no I think we're just gonna leave her here just leave her just, just yep, yep. Her yep. Her <laughs> yep. no big deal the front porch yep no yeah. big deal to the mercy of Antrellis Weinstein <laughs> oh god got him <laughs> uh, so you knock on the door and it takes a minute and you can kind of see like from upstairs a candle gets lit and somebody starts coming down the stairs and actually her dad opens the door. Hi, my name's Lyra and uh, we found your daughter out by the fountain um, and we're just escorting her home. But we also happened to notice that uh, last night there was a man in trellis and he was... Uh, kind of loitering around your house and we're worried for your safety and for the safety of your daughter. Oh. Uh, Liana, what? 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 Why are you outside of the house? And and he says, th- thank you. What is, what is your name? Lyra. Lyra, th- thank you so much for bringing her home. You said there's a... There's a man... Walking around our house? At least around the outside, we don't really know much else, but uh, we just think you should be extra cautious. Um, We don't really know if he's good or not. We haven't been able to find him. That's all we can give you. This seems like grave news. 
Leanna, you, you, you are hereby locked in your room after dark. I don't want you leaving the house. There's... Did you see what happened to the memorial today, Leanna? It's... You can't be going out in town on nights like these. And she says, But Dad... But Dad... Aranel, I... I want to leave him flowers. And you all notice that the raven's gone. Oops. You didn't hear it leave. It's just not there. Shoot. He's going to turn to Leanna and, and just like say, Leanna, don't worry. I will make sure there are flowers left for your bird. Thank you, E. I'll I'll stay home. I promise, Dad. I'll stay home. You'd better. You're you're going to get yourself into trouble here. There's there are terrible things afoot in town, and I I don't want you outside after dark. And he thanks you all, and he brings his daughter inside. What are you guys doing? Well, pers- uh, as a, a person, I, I guess, out of out of character, shoot. That bird could have been so helpful to us, but I have no idea how we could have done any more. We could maybe try the spirit board. Okay. To talk All right. with the bird. To talk with oh, we'll get a, a, a like a low intelligence. I mean, it's got enough intelligence to speak, so And you know what's gonna happen when that bird starts speaking. Bird damic. Thanks, Steve. So do you guys do you guys <laughs> head back to Lorimer's house? It's only like, you know, three houses down. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean it's late. So we just got. Good. So we just got uh, back from the. Or we were walking back from the crypt. Yep. You and memorial. Yep. Uh, I can't imagine there's too much else that we were specifically wanting to do. Okay. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty late too, so there's not much that's. I think we should get our. Game. I think we should get our eight hours. I think at this point, I think at this point, Matumbe just wants to get back and start studying that that book of Ergothoa again. Okay. Is there anything that we wanted uh, the uh, the daughter Kendra? To do? Kendra. Kendra was preparing the comprehend languages spells when she was in the in the library with Matumbe earlier, so she should have that ready for tomorrow. Okay. So. so uh, I mean, as far as I'm, con- I'm concerned, both as a player and a character, ready to take those eight hours. Okay, so you guys head back to the Lorimore Estate. Kendra has already turned in for the night, and I assume you guys do as well. Is anybody studying anything before they go to sleep? Uh, you would like to take another look at that all black book. Make me any knowledge planes. Absolutely. 
All right. So I got a 17 on the die, which is a lot better than last time. Um, so that is going to actually be a 24. A 24. That's going to give you a couple of things. So, Eclipse, you know that this book is called On Verified Madness. You know that it's exceedingly rare, and you kind of knew that beforehand. You know that it contains information on aberrations from the dark tapestry, things that many men have never encountered, yet cults worship in the dark corners of Galarian. There is information in this book on specific aberrations. And as you read, you start to learn more information. But make me a will save. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Does, is, is this against uh, shadow or mind affecting? No. Well, mind affecting. Mind affecting? Cool. Got a... Fifteen on die. Uh, nice. Oh, that's really plus thing. four. So that's nineteen. You feel these dark thoughts start to creep into your mind, and and you kind of shake your head, and and they subside. But you realize that this is this is kind of a powerful book. This isn't a book to fuck around with reading. It's something that. You need to almost prepare to delve into because it's it, the, the things detailed inside and, and you've only read like the first 10 pages and the things detailed inside are are so beyond normal reckoning that the thought that they exist is terrifying. Yeah, at the same time, uh, so as much as that might be terrifying... These two big schools of magic are ab- abjuration and evocation. So she is way interested and wants to figure out, will eventually want to try and figure out how she can better prepare because she will want to read this all, whether it gives her dark thoughts or whatever it might. She's okay. going to want to read Does it. Does she tell the rest of the characters? Well, she's yeah, in her not. room studying not. right now. Okay. And it, no, we're, we're, that, like, this, we're like all in our You're all in your rooms yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, this book is going to be kept under Wait. lock and key. Does this uh, does this mean that Eclipse and Lyra are not sharing a room anymore? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh no, that's time. the new norm yeah. now. I guess <laughs> rule thirty four in action. So, is anyone else studying anything? Are you guys going straight to bed? I want to. I want to study night. Um, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I spent a few nights. Um, going after the Ergothoa Tome, and I want to take a closer look at the book that has the skull with chains on it. Okay, make me a knowledge religion check. Okay. Oh, they're fucking crazy. Uh, that is a nine total. A nine total. You still don't really know what's up with this book. You start to read it, though, and... You're starting to get the gist that this book is all about pain. And that's kind of all you get. You you read through a little bit of it and and you realize that you're just not 
kind of getting it, but, but the, the, the thought of like, you know, the idea of hurting yourself and hurting others seems to be like a prevalent theme in what you're reading. That's terrifying. Well, Ikmar is going to continue uh, just holding on to his book, uh, which is, is what I believe the purple. The purple yep, yep. Okay. Igmar holds on to it and, yep. and you know holds on that- to it. He's, you know, he could try his best to, uh, Oh, you got decipher, but, uh, that's not true. Uh, he, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't. And so, he, so he'll just hold on to it. For yeah. The night. He might stare at it for a little bit, uh, pretty colors, but that's all he gets out of it. Yeah. And he knows that Kendra is going to help him out with it tomorrow. So, cause she told, she told Igmar she would. And she's preparing comprehend languages. So, um, is Lyra doing anything before she goes to bed? Lyra's just going to flip through some of the Harrow cards that she received just to see what's in the set that, that she got, just to get a little more familiar. You flipping through all the cards? Um, she'd just flip through them, I guess, until she fell asleep. So she'd, she'd keep on going. So she gets through the deck more than once is what you're saying? She probably would. She'd be curious about them, want to know what's in them. Make me a perception check. You had such an evil look on your face. I'm really worried. Oh, it's not a good roll. Nine. <laughs> yeah, Lear's kind of too tired to pay great attention to any of these cards that she's kind of flipping through rather quickly. And she ends up falling asleep before she can really get a good idea of what, what all is in the deck. Okay. And as Lyra falls asleep, she begins to dream. And and Emily, what does Lyra dream of? She dreams of a small child sitting in a sea cave, watching the waves crash on a dim, rocky beach. A tall man with a large forehead and wide-set eyes appears out of the shadow and instructs. Again, from the top. Just like we practiced. The girl draws in a breath and releases a dark, otherworldly song that reverberates off the cavern walls even after the song ends. After several minutes of watching watching the waves crash, the man interjects. Lyra, you better be taking this seriously. If your mother's prediction is wrong, we will have to punish her. And you don't want that, do you? It's not her fault they don't like the song protests Lyra. It's not pretty. They would never come up for it. Never mind what you think from the top. But this time, put your soul into it. Lyra starts singing the same song again, but this time plays off the echoes to enhance the complexity of the haunting tune. The waves stop crashing, and the ocean stands still. Suddenly gripped by fear, but unable to stop singing, Lyra's song gets more erratic as she steps closer to the calmed water. The glassy surface of the water begins to distort as something rises to the surface. And at that moment, Lyra, adult Lyra, sits straight up in her bed, sweating and just uh, quite disturbed after this revelation. Uh, And... Emily the player, 
I'm going to need you to draw a card. Ooh. That's a good thing. That's a good thing, folks. I got the midwife. Ah, yes. The midwife is a good card. So that imparts a... Basically an advantage bonus to you. You can use it at any time in order to give yourself two rolls instead of one on a check and take the better result. Nice. So with that, Lyra kind of wakes up with a start and has kind of fitful sleep after that. Eclipse. Before you go to bed, I need you to make... A perception check. All right. Guessing there's another raven. Please tell me there's... Yep. Didn't roll great. Uh, rolled an eight. So that is a 12. With a 12, you hear... Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. I don't think I probably should have slept alone. <laughs> Do you go to one of the windows? Yeah, absolutely. I need to at least see it to ease my mind. Make another perception check. A 13. So you successfully, this time, open the correct window. And you see the raven sitting on the sill. As if it's waiting for you. Do you open the window? Yeah, you know, he's definitely going to. The, 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 the raven was good today. Gonna open the window. So Eclipse opens the window and she recognizes this raven as the one she's seen before. And it says one word. Follow! <sighs> and it begins so to fly away. What does Eclipse do? Where is it going? It's gone, at this point, across from Lorimer's house to the next house. They should as, follow. As a player, I want you to look, like, I want you to look for Horace. Or, not, not <laughs> Horace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, baby. No. I want you to look for Trellis so bad. And it is so hard not to say anything. Like, I as a character, like... These are one of those situations that it is so you gotta hard follow. not to you gotta like, follow. not to interject as a as a player to yet you are to say like what you are you're interjecting you're interjecting as a player. So what does Eclipse do? Alright, so what's going through E's mind right now is number one, is uh, this Raven trying to take me to the guy? Like that that really would go through her head. Because last time she saw the raven, Entralis was out there. So she would probably look at that, and if Entralis is not out there to her knowledge, she's going to probably follow. Thinking that this bird is coming to get her to either help Leanna or some other reason. Okay, so she follows you. If she didn't see Entralis. Make another perception check. That's 16 on the die, so 20 total. You don't see anyone outside. Oh, damn it. All right, so I'm following. Okay. So you follow. You're on the second floor, so you go downstairs. Yeah. You leave the house. Yep. Okay. 
and I'm taking the battle axe to be clear. That's fair. <laughs> and the raven swoops down from the from its perch on the building next door and starts kind of you wouldn't call it flying. You'd call it hovering about a foot in front of you leading you to the south of town. And as you follow it, you reach the outskirts. You reach the end of Raven Grow, and you reach the forest beyond. Do you continue? Again, E thinks that the bird is a good thing. So as much as me as a player am like, well, I'm going to be killed right now, E is going to follow. So you think this is a birdemic situation? <laughs> Not again. No, see. <laughs> <laughs> So, you follow this bird into the woods. For Make the me record, a perception check. For the record, I did like that. Thanks, Brooks. I like you, too. Make me a perception check, Eclipse. All right. 13 on the die. So that's 17. Good, good, good. 17 is enough. Once you've made it, maybe 100 yards into the woods you start to hear rustling behind you from town. All right. Fuck. Do you continue to follow the bird? No, she's going to go. Ah. Oh, shit. What's the name of the bird again? Aranel. Aranel, stop. Hang on. There's someone behind us. And it squawks at you. Follow. He is going to stop and turn around. And you have dark vision, right? Absolutely. You see the silhouette of a large man with a wood-cutting axe in his hand. That's not good. Do you follow the bird? Uh. The bird is leading away. Away from the wood axe. So at this point, I guess that's the safest option. And as you've waited here, he's continued to get closer. <laughs> All right. Closer. And I think at this point, he starts to pick up his pace. Do you continue with the bird? I guess so. It's the only safe option at this point. And Aranel starts flying faster. And it's a little harder to keep up. And... and Eclipse ends up running through the woods. Hell yeah! And the woods open up into a clearing. It's a footpath that you wouldn't have known of before. And the bird starts leading you down it. And you continue to follow Aranel and make me a perception check. I got a natural one. So that's a five. And you lose. Griffin, these dice are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You lose where this figure had been. You lose him among the trees, and you're not sure where he went. And you continue to follow Aranel down down this this path, this, this clearing in the trees. It looks like it's been traversed before. And ahead of you, you see a shack 
and a ravine. And then Aranel shrieks, Goodbye! And disappears. Straight up palms are sweaty, mom spaghetti moment right here. Like my my hands are literally sweaty. Can we continue now? Eclipse turns <laughs> to the path behind her. And the figure is there. Ten feet away. He rushes at Eclipse with a blind sprint and brings down the axe on her. And Eclipse wakes up. Fuck. In a pool of her own sweat. And she looks down. And her feet are covered in mud. Mud and 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 pine needles. Like she's been out all night. I don't like this. And <laughs> and as Eclipse goes back to sleep. I need you guys to finish your drinks. God oh. damn it. Because we'll see you next week, uh, folks. I knew it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs>